Welcome back. This is Warren Stewart filling in for Tom Brown today on 1360 Faith Talk Radio, KPXQ. If you are just tuning in, we have Olga Eros with us and Russell Smolden. Uh, Olga is with E Latina Voices and Russell is with B3 Strategies. We have been discussing the topic of immigration and Arpaio and Donald Trump and just where we need to go beyond uh, just rallying and protesting and posting about it, but uh, even beyond voting. So um, once again, I'm Warren Stewart, pastor of Remnant South Phoenix. Uh, be, be sure if you want to comment or anything, you can call in at 602-274-1360. If you want to tweet me, I'm at Warren Stewart Jr. So Olga, during the break, we were just talking about what does involvement look like beyond the vote? How can people get involved? Well, you're talking here about civic participation, and you're talking about uh, preparing and educating yourself so that you are able to uh, vote and able to elect the people that have your best interest at heart. Mm. And in our case, it's children. Yes. Uh, But civic participation means you're aware of the issues. Mm -hmm. It means you have taken the time to take a look at your elected elected officials and deciding Mm -hmm. Which of those best represents your views and your beliefs? Which one has your heart at mind and your best interest? And doing it on a consistent basis every day, not just when there is an election, Mm -hmm. but being engaged and involved in that way. And for our young, our young need to start looking at the future and the role that they will play in the future of this nation. And we, those of us that are older... Mm -hmm. Um, need to promote that. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that our children are engaged, that they understand the issue that's, that are going to impact them in the future. Yes. And so that responsibility goes all the way down to the home. It goes down into the parents. Yes. And and I know parents are busy. You've got both men and women working very hard and struggling. Yes. But we still have to take the time to engage our children in their lives. That's good. That's good. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. Well, the, 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 you talk about the getting involved getting involved even at the most basic level just in, involved in a school board election mm-hmm. can can determine what your kid's school is going to look like just down the street from where you live mm-hmm. um and it's sad in this country that we don't have more participation in terms of all uh, uh, the folks who are, are able to vote only about half the people who are eligible to register vote actually register to vote so, um, so yeah. So it's it's interesting that 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 we're not taking advantage of that. If you look at the uh, Martha McSally, uh, who's the new congresswoman from Tucson, uh, beat Ron Barber by 170 votes. You telling me that there's not 200 people down there that uh, would have, if they would have registered to vote, could have swung that election? That's mm. that's it's nothing in a congressional election. But it, that's how important your individual vote is. Thank you, uh, Travis. You're on the line. Thank you for calling in. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I was—I uh, haven't heard the entire conversation, so uh, my apologies. Um, I've, but what I have heard um, has kind of broken my heart because, um, you know, the issue of immigration to me is is a very painful one. You know, I grew up in South Texas, and uh, I grew up on a ranch, and there would be men coming through. Uh, coming up from Mexico, and that was in a time when uh, our country very aggressively tried to catch folks and send them back. And uh, I 
I remember my dad distinctly telling me, don't you ever look down your nose at those people. They're, mm -hmm. you know, they're men and women, and they, you know, God created them, God loves them, mm -hmm. and they're trying to do right by themselves and their family, and they just want a better future. So uh, that's where I come from as a background. But mm -hmm. I, I just have to say that, you know, I feel like a lot of this anger that y'all have been talking about, I wasn't at Mr. Trump's speech, and I didn't hear it, so I haven't heard what he did say. But I firmly believe that a lot of the anger you're seeing is a misdirected anger. It's being directed at the people of color who are here from other countries, but the anger really is anger with our federal government for not doing what our federal government should be doing. But I just have to say that it's, it's painful to me to sit here and listen to what y'all been talking about and say, I get the feeling that I'm being told just because I believe um, people should not be allowed to come here illegally that somehow I have hate in my heart uh, or that I'm a racist. Uh, I know that I'm a fallen human being, and I know that there are prejudices and biases in my heart just as, as, as there are in every other human being's heart. But I really don't walk around with any animosity towards anybody who comes here. But, I, you know, we can't have a nation where people are allowed to come here apart from a legal system and then stand up and say, hey, uh, my rights are being violated. I, sh you know, we need to organize, we need to vote. And I don't know that that's what I've been hearing y'all say, again, because I haven't heard the entire conversation. But, you yeah. know, when I hear, hey, we need to vote, we're going to run these people out. I, I, I wonder, well, why do you feel like you have the right to vote if you weren't here legally in the first place? Well, so. Anyway, no. I, I've just been kind of grieved listening to the program, and I, I just haven't heard any counterbalance to the points that, have been, that were being made. Well, first of all, thank you for, for calling in, Travis, and we appreciate your candor. And um, we're going to let uh, Russell and Olga respond to that. Uh, but, but, but no, this is, this is not any, any directed towards anybody being angry, saying no, you, you know, we're going to run them out. And this was about the hasty generalization of illegal immigrants, that all of them are bad. And so we're addressing that, and then we're addressing the part of those that are here that do want a part of the American dream and just want a better life for their children. So, Olga, you can speak to that, and then Russell I would like for you to as well. Thank you, though, Travis. I don't know that, that we promote uh, illegal immigration. Right or that we don't promote the enforcement of our laws. Right. Uh, they are there for a reason. They are there for the protection of, of this nation. And, mm -hmm. and those who violate those laws um, should be dealt with with the same justice and treatment under the law. Well, having, I, having I, said, I interject. I, I just, I think I applaud that, but I, that's not what I hear when I hear... You know, whenever I hear somebody saying, hey, a Latina voice or a Latino voice, you know, I don't know if I'm hearing somebody La Raza or and because there's a wide disparity of voices that are chiming in. And so um, I very much appreciate hearing you say that. 
However, there has to be some some understanding, and that is that we have been in this country for five and six generations. We have been crossing that border back and forth for a good majority of our life, and we have built families. When you bring people here to this nation and you ask them to work in your fields and mm-hmm. pick your food and, yeah. and you do it for two, three years, along the way you're going to build a bond with this nation. You're going to build a family. You're going to have children. And then all of a sudden they don't need you anymore. Now you're deported and you've left U.S.-born children here without parents. Mm-hmm. So family un- reunification as a Christian value yes. is a very important part of this debate. Mm-hmm. It isn't just the enforcement part of it that works. It works all of it. And and that's why immigration reform needs to be looked at from that point of view as well. It isn't just the enforcement pieces that are important. There are laws in place and they should be enforced. All I'll say in response to that is that I agree. But the problem the problem is is that ever since Ronald Reagan, whom I loved and adored, our federal government has not made good on their promises to the American people. The problem is is we were told these people need to be legalized and legitimized, and then we will secure the border. And ever since then... We keep being told we need immigration, we need comprehensive immigration reform, and we've been told we're going to deal with making our southern border secure. And the making the border secure piece has never happened. And so what has happened is, is, you know, just average folks who go to church and who love Jesus and, you know, would normally gravitate towards a conservative viewpoint have come to feel like, when you say comprehensive immigration reform, really what you're talking about is another round of legalization without doing anything to fix the root problem of a border that's not secured. And so, you know, I don't argue if I had moved somewhere and I had lived somewhere for generations and now you're trying to change it, I totally understand and respect that viewpoint. But I really don't think that is the crux of the issue that is driving some of the things that is causing, you know, Trump and others to have their few moments in fame. You know, I don't, I, I could be totally wrong, but my perspective is, is that part of the problem that you're talking about is not even anywhere near half the problem. I would suspect that that is a small subset of a much larger problem. I, I could be wrong, but that would be my guess. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, th- this, this problem does firmly rest with Congress. Um, it is their absolute responsibility, according to the United States Constitution, to protect our borders to secure the safety yes. of its citizenry. And so, I would never advocate for anybody who has come to this country illegally to have the right to vote. Um, you have to go through a process. The yeah. people who have come here successfully and built incredible uh, fortunes on the American dream um, have done so legally. Um, I think that, that Olga talks a little bit about, you know, these, these, these kids that get caught in the crossfire, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ones who are actually born here and who constitutionally have the right as citizens to, to vote in our, in our elections. Those are the folks I worry about that don't register. 
Um, it's a lot of the people who have become either naturalized or are, are current citizens who are not registered to vote. Those people need to, to if they if you want to have a say in how our government works, you got to register and you got to vote. But I would never advocate for um, for that system. I, you are absolutely right, though. Congress is the is the organization yep. that has to fix this problem, and you cannot have a you can't have a secure border unless you have a, some sort of policy that directs how you're going to deal with people. So. Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, Travis, um, negative stereotyping of any person or any group as a group and dealing with them from a point of hate mm-hmm. is not solving the problem either. Yeah. And and individuals who care about this nation aren't going to care about it from a hateful point of view. And that is what's going on. It's stereotyping, racially profiling a segment of our population that it has been contributing to this nation for a very long time. That does not solve the problem. Hatred does not solve it. That's right. Thank well, you, I Travis. Agree. And I agree. But I would, I would never hope for a political solution to the problem of hatred. You're right, and we're yeah. going to deal with that yeah, in the, in the yeah. next, in the last segment. We're going to deal with that very issue right there. Thank you so much for calling in, Travis. 